It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, we usually have an intro here. We usually have this really cool intro uh, music plan that was made for us by Zach Bateman's band. But you know what? We're so excited about what we're doing right now. Our co-host is not here. And um, our usual co-host is uh, is not with us today. So we're going to skip that intro music and we're going to say... Welcome, welcome to Tribe Radio, another episode, and um, this is a radio show where we try to teach you ways to be healthier, happier, safer, you know, whatever we can do. We're a bunch of uh, do-gooders, and you can laugh at you <laughs> all you want at that, but uh, there's a cynical, jaded world, and there need to be more radio shows with people who uh, try to help you live better and, and happier and healthier. But who are you? Who are we? And who are we? We are, I am Rock and Roll of the California Initiative, the California branch of the uh, Initiative Group. You can look that up on Facebook. And my co-host for today is Vector, uh, also California Initiative. Hey, all you happy people. Happy people. Speaking of people who do good, speaking of people who help you live happier, healthier, safer, uh, we are so excited about this that, that we're, we're kind of dorking out We're even right forgetting now. any announcements we're we might have before the show. Do we have anything any to say before anything happens? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's National Preparedness Month. It's FEMA's uh, September is officially National Preparedness Month. And um, if you don't have an emergency plan for you and your family right now, you need to get one. If you want to know how to get one, you can just put in FEMA. FEMA in your Google search bar, whatever search bar you need, and and um, they will take you right to National Preparedness Month. You can also just Google National Preparedness Month. Tips on everything, how to put out a bug out bag, emergency you know uh, kit to take with you whenever something strikes. Because if you live in California like us, something's always going to strike. So those earthquakes happen just while you're just sitting there having coffee every yeah, morning. Because right. you know it's California; <clears throat> it always happens. California, and you live anywhere else in the in the nation, um, we just drove through 25 states. Yep. Yeah, so we drove through tornado country. We drove through uh, hurricane country. And you know what? You guys need these bug out bags. So check out National Preparedness Month online and make it uh, a point to, to get a plan together. But my original segue. <laughs> Sorry. That, no, don't apologize. It's okay. We're very, very casual here, and we swear. So, uh our, our guest speaker, if you feel like swearing later, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> feel free. We don't edit anything out. Well, maybe. And speaking of our guest speaker, we're we're so, so happy that this busy guy was able to take some time out for us because... Join us with part three of our nutrition series. Right. Our, our uh, final chapter is this guy. Superfoods. Superfoods is our, it's our three-part nutrition series, and it, it just feels perfect that we're capping it off with this guy. This guy has, um, he's got, uh, we've got a celebrity with us today, and that's right, I'm calling you celebrity. Uh, I mean, 40,000 plus subscribers, come on, that's, that's, if I don't know who is, that's a celebrity. Um, 
And wow, can't brain today. I, I have the I, I don't think I've even, I, I think, have the nerve. Having the visual of forty thousand people in front of you, and you're like, I don't think I've even seen that many people on one. I know, unless yeah. I've been to a, a Nine Inch Nails concert. Or you're looking something at like, like the Golden that, Gate yeah. Bridge celebration, or yeah, something yeah, like something like that. And we're we're flapping too much. Let's let's get this out of the way. Sure. We want to welcome today the host of Underground Wellness, Sean Croxton. Sean Croxton, woo! And I have a soundbite for there that. Welcome, Sean. Yo, what's up? How's it going? Well, it's really nice to have applause and all that. I need to keep that on my show. What are you doing? Yeah, it will stop. My usual, my usual studio guy, uh, Nightbug, um, actually had a. He had to got called into work today, which is really weird. Bug is earning some newfound respect today because nothing's going right sound bit wise. Without Bug, yeah, without Nightbug. But thank you, Sean. Sean is for those of you, for those of you, you know, left in the country who don't know Sean Crockston. I know there's not many of you. Um, Sean is the. the most he's the host of the most followed health and wellness show I mean in the world because really forty thousand people come on what other shows got that um, at and, the very least for Blog Talk Radio right <laughs> I know you got big followers on iTunes too so yeah it's crazy we've been following how long like a couple of years now it feels like four years that. but I could be, how long has it been Sean welcome Sean oh <laughs> uh, what's up uh, I've been doing the radio show for about what uh, five years or so YouTube for about six it's no longer the most subscribed uh, YouTube channel out there in the health space so that's, I gotta update my bio a little bit but Aww. I mean there's some there's some channels out there that have like hundreds of thousands of subscribers these days so right now I'm just catching up yeah Oh man, that's the fine. You know what? You're still the one that everyone we know. When we talk to them, they know you. So they don't know those other names. So it's like, oh yeah, Sean Croxton, Underground. Like, yeah. We, so then we get in these, you know, hour-long conversations about your shows. But uh, Sean keeps it real. Sean does keep. That's why we listen to Sean because Sean keeps it real. He doesn't. You don't sound just so static and fake and and you know like you've got all these great canned answers or something. Sean, you make me laugh. And at some of your shows. That taking back sexy summit that was a uh, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. But um, so Sean, you are like I said for those of you who don't know Sean. Sean uh, graduated from the from San Diego State University in 2001. In uh, and well, actually, you know what? Can I let you tell them a little bit about your background and and how you got here? Yeah, I, I did. Uh... Attended California State University and uh, I studied kinesiology, emphasized in fitness, nutrition, and health. I've kind of always had this passion for fitness as well as food and health. Um, and my my just my whole thing was just I wanted to be like the world's greatest personal trainer. I wanted to rid the world of obesity, so I took these courses and I crushed these courses, did really well on them, and then I graduated. And what I found was that I was more of a representative for the food industry more than anything else. You know, just um, recommending low fat this, low fat that, low cholesterol, uh, take the skin off your chicken, eat lean meats, uh, don't drink milk instead of that, drink soy milk, uh, things like that. That weren't really working um, not only with the clients who I was working with when I became a personal trainer, but also with myself. I had all kinds of issues, especially like mood and depression and anxiety issues that were going on. And so, you know, after a couple of years, I just got to the point where I was like, hey, 
my clients aren't getting results. I'm not getting results. It's not my client's fault. I mean, they all can't just be, you know, in this huge conspiracy to not get the result that they're supposed to get with this whole perfect system that I was taught with the food diet pyramid and the calories in, calories out uh, system that I was taught. And so I said, hey, start looking at other things because I, I cared if people got results. And so I started reading um, books and articles uh, that said the complete opposite of what I had learned in school. And these were just written by real people, you know, getting real results with, you know, real experts necessarily getting real results with real people and started to implement that information with myself as well as my clients and actually started to get much better results. And so kind of stuck with it and started the YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, what was that, back in 2006, 2007, and that kind of started to become popular because what I was able to do there is take these, this information that I was learning and break it down in a way that people can understand. And we called it underground wellness. And then a year later, uh, I figured, hey, I'm this guy, you know, sitting in this room with his Yankees hat on backwards and whatnot. <laughs> I didn't look like the most credible person ever. And so I decided, hey, let's start a radio show online, a podcast called Underground Wellness Radio, where I interview the authors of the books that I had been reading, the books that I had been talking about on YouTube. So started that up, and now we're 200-something shows deep. We're still going on. And, um, you know, I blog. I do these online summits and have an e-book out called The Dark Side of Fat Loss. And uh, it's been a really fun ride. And to be honest, I mean, I'm six years deep, seven years deep, but I still feel like we're just getting started. There's a, we have a long way to go. Oh, you know, I agree wholeheartedly because the just the things that you're talking about um, – about um, turning around everything that, you know, people are used to, I still hear it, and, and people don't want to change. Like, I'll give you an example. I, um, Bug was saying that there's a lady who, who orders uh, three, oh, my God, what are they, frappuccinos, but she orders three of them a day because she says they're low-fat, the low-fat, and as long as everything has a low-fat label, it's okay. See, that, that drives me crazy. We, we do have a long way to go. Yeah, we definitely have a long way to go. I mean, we still have people believe that a, a low-fat diet is actually good for you, but, I mean, obviously it's not. I mean, I can remember when the whole low-fat thing became a really big deal. But, like, my earliest memories were, like, in the 80s. Maybe it was 1983, 84, and, you know, my mom wanted to – she thought that she could eat cookies, all the time because they were low in fat. Like, they had no fat. And, oh, because there's no fat in them, so, you know, of course they're not going to make us <laughs> fat. But, you know, and people started doing this all over the place. And what happened? Everybody seemed to get fatter. And so, you know, it's these backwards food recommendations that we've been given and some really good marketing and a whole lot of really bad selective science that's gotten us in this predicament that we're in. And unfortunately, you know, people are completely stuck in this type of mindset. And to be honest, I mean, they have to be kind of, uh, what do you want to call it, ready to make the change and actually listen to something different because, hey, 10 years ago, if you would have been telling me that I would be drinking full-fat raw milk and that I'd like, oh, I used to eat. I don't eat anymore because I have a sensitivity to eggs. But if I was to tell you that I was, you know, going to be eating raw eggs or eggs that have the yolk in them and all that stuff, uh, people, if someone <laughs> were to tell me that, I would say one day that saturated fat is actually good for you and that, right. you know, high cholesterol levels aren't really that big of a deal and they're not really the root cause 
cause of the problem and that static right. drugs are bad for you and all this stuff on and on and on. I would have thought that you were crazy. And so you kind of have to be at that point where you're just ready to open up, listen, get tired of doing the same thing over and over again, you know, getting the same result and say, hey, I got to do something different. I got to make a change and now I'm open to it. I just want to let you know because of your influence, we eat butter now in our house. You know, yeah. for like the last couple of years, it's been it, margarine can just kiss my ass. Um, and we've uh, we've eaten butter. We're back to eating bacon, which I know Vector is dying to ask you about because he knows you oh, eat sure. bacon, and we love our bacon. So Still a controversy. It's, <laughs> we got people in the chat room saying butter is better. That's right, it is. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, is, 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 you're saying bacon's still a controversy. What? It always seems to be. It seems to be the, again, you know, Sean's an underground wellness, and it seems to be un- the bacon is like, it's like rebellion. It's like, yeah, eat bacon, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's actually good for you. When you tell people it's like good for it, they're like, no, no, it's it's like not. That's why I'm eating it. I'm like, I'm rebellious. I'm like, no, oh my God. you're not. It's actually good for you. But what do you think of bacon, Sean? I think bacon is good for you, and I think it's quite tasty as well. And you know, but, but here's the thing about bacon: um, you want to make sure that it's bacon coming from a good pastured source. You know, um, this weekend, as a matter of fact, it was kind of funny. Like, I was really pumped about this whole bacon fest thing that was going on in San Diego. I could not <laughs> wait to go to this, but. It was sponsored by a factory farm, is what I Uh-oh. learned um, over the weekend. Like, like the, the morning I went, somebody sent me an email, and I was like, Hormel? I ain't going nothing put on by Hormel. I'm cool, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> even though I love some bacon, you got to make sure that it comes from a, a really good source. I mean, like uh, Peach Paleo has great bacon. Um, you know, Sloan's Meat has some great bacon as well. You may be able to get some good bacon at Whole Foods. So you want to make sure it's pastured, that it's not some sick pig, you know, all cooped up in the factory farm with a million other pigs and doesn't get to live its real life and or the way it's supposed to live and doesn't get to feel the food that it's supposed to eat. And so, you know, bacon can be good for you if it's the right type of bacon. You know, most people will look at bacon and say, oh, my God, there's all this fat. There's these streaks of fat in the bacon. Well, you know, there's some saturated fat in there. There's some monosaturated fat. There's some polyunsaturated fat in there as well. But it's not bad for you. You know, fat is good for you. You just want to avoid those bad fats such as, like, vegetable oils and whatnot, which we may talk about later on. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because one of the most important things I've been telling people, and I wonder where I got this this phrase, is surfing, just eat real food. What is that? What is that, Sean? You know what? That was my answer to all of the BS going on on the Internet uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago. I, I was just so disenchanted with the blogosphere. And, you know, I always say that when I write a blog or if I do a video or I do a podcast, you know, I do that for my mom, you know, or someone who's exactly like my mom. Just your average person who is just interested in being healthier but doesn't want to be, like, bombarded with all this conflicting information. And so I felt like I was contributing to a lot of that conflicting information and confusing the hell out of people. I mean, you've got, you know, such and such blogger talking trash about the other blogger and that blogger talking back like, no, you're not supposed to eat this. You should eat this way. No, you shouldn't eat that. You know, and it's just, I can't imagine <laughs> being your average person 
going online and saying, you know, I want to learn about eating right, and that's what they find online. And so I really thought about it, and I struggled with this for a little while. And I remember writing the blog, and I was like, oh, my God, people are going to hate this. But they loved it. <laughs> and what it was about is just like eating real food. If you look at the work of Weston A. Price, uh, who traveled the world back in the uh, 1930s, and he visited, I believe it was 13 different native indigenous tribes that hadn't been exposed to, you know, white sugar, flour, uh, processed salt, processed foods in general. Um, he found that they were all extremely healthy, didn't have heart disease and cancers and arthritis and all these chronic degenerative diseases, didn't have mental issues and whatnot. And he found that, hey, one group like the Inuit Indian or, or I'm sorry, the Inuit or the Eskimos or the uh, Maasai tribe of Africa had a very high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet. I mean, if you're an Eskimo, carbohydrates don't really grow on ice. On the other side of it, I mean, he visited the Swiss who had a higher-carbohydrate diet, you know, that included some real grains in there and whatnot, and he found that they were all pretty much equally healthy. So if you look at the common denominator amongst those 13 tribes, it wasn't that one was, was paleo and one was Atkins and one was South Beach and one was low-fat and another <laughs> one was American Heart Association. It was that right. they just ate real food. It was just really that simple. So if I could take your, your average person again who's eating, you know, uh, waffles and orange juice or bagels or some type of sugary cereal for breakfast, and if I can get that person to put that stuff to the side, and just eat real food, like you said, jerfine is what we call it, I feel like I've done my job. I just want to get people moving in the right direction. I don't need them going online and saying, well, I can eat this good food, uh, but I can't have this other good food. And, you know, it, it just becomes a big mind F, and I think that the best <laughs> diet for somebody to stick to is the diet that they can stick to. And I feel that for a lot of people, jerking just makes it easy. They can look down at their meal and say, okay, this is real food. But there's a caveat to that. You want to listen to your body, and you want to find out which proportions of the we call macronutrients, protein, fats, and carbohydrates work right for you. And so I'll give you an example. I love like a steak dinner. Actually, lately I've been eating a lot of crab. And so I like king crab, right, with a little bit of carbohydrate like some broccoli and some butter all over the broccoli. If I have that or if we uh, substitute the uh, crab for a steak, if I have something like that, a lot of fat, a lot of protein, a little bit of carbohydrate, I feel amazing. I'm full for a good four to five hours, not even thinking about food. My energy levels are good. Boom. However, if I go out for like a sushi meal with you and I have a lot of sushi, which is a lot of carbohydrates and just a little bit of fat and protein, I'm starving like an hour later. I'm irritable. I want to go to sleep, on and on and on. And so that's what, that shows me that I do much better on a higher-protein, higher-fat diet. Now, somebody else may do better on less fat and less protein and maybe a little more carbohydrate. So you really want to find out what works for you by listening to your body. And when you listen to your body, I mean, in, you know, 7 to 14 days, you can figure this thing out because the reason why you're falling asleep after lunch and you you know got your head down at work and you're just trying to just push yourself through the day isn't just like some natural coincidence. 
it's the fact that you had some type of hoagie sandwich or some noodles <laughs> or some really high processed food type of meal for lunch that, you know, physiologically and biochemically is doing a number on your body and putting you to sleep. And so you want to listen to it. You know, you don't need an extra cup of coffee in the afternoon. You just need to eat some real food and figure out what works right for you. Man, that was a long answer. That's no, awesome. that's, that's exactly what we're here for because uh, people seriously need to hear that. I know, I know a ton of people out there. If I could link them directly and just tape them down to <laughs> and go, hey, you need to hear this, all of this. Um, and okay. it's it's not just coming from local Joe pouring your coffee in the morning. You know, yeah. Well, I heard that this is good for you. This is a guy who has spent how many years getting educated. You know, and then on top of that educa- education, educating himself for more years and speaking with all the other experts in the field. So, you know, this this is the guy to listen to. I'm not saying he's the God. <laughs> I'm just saying that if there are gods on here that know about nutrition, health, and wellness. You know, and this is You've only... You've had a lot of sources to hear from. Yeah, I've had... I got... And this is why, Sean. I know, I know it sounds like I'm kissing your butt big time here, but I got to tell you, I was screwed up two years ago, really, I don't know, does this sound, um, and Temper, I will get to your question uh, in the chat room on uh, coffee. Uh, that was my next question, right. Tim. I, I got to tell you this right now, Sean, because I never got a chance to, I screwed up like two years ago, I, I was so freaking depressed because I felt like, I, why am I always tired, why am I always feeling just, just sad about everything, why, you know, what happened to the old me? What happened to my, you know, my stomach was a mess. I'd stay up at night crying because I'm, you know, and they're, they're trying to give me Prilosec. They're trying to give me all these other things, you know, just, you know, here, put a Band-Aid on it. You know, because I love my doctor. He's great, but he knows what he knows, and he'll be the first one to admit he doesn't know that much about nutrition. So then Vector started listening to your show, and uh, this was actually several years ago, and he said, try this, try this, and it was all food. It was all nutrition. And I went, yeah, right, raw milk my butt, you know, and things like that. I can't even drink milk. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm lactose intolerant, right? No, I found out I'm lactate deficiency. So, but ever since then, I'm talking to you now uh, as a different person. I've got energy again. Um, I, I, I see, I hear my body, I feel it. I Now I can tell what it wants, and it's all when I pay attention to what I'm eating. When I pay attention to what goes in, because I once told a nutritionist at the height of my, you know, my uh, sadness, my ailments, my symptoms that food feels like poison to me. And it feels like I'm, you know, there's nothing I can eat that's that's making me well. And she just had a standard um, education. No, no disrespect to nutritionists out there, but they are taught a certain way. And until they go beyond that, like you did. And and go beyond what standard nutrition you know teaches you, they don't know either. So uh, years later, here I am, and I'm um, that's why I'm telling everybody you gotta listen to this guy. If you're screwed up, it's probably a, a lot in part due to your diet. So it's on the end of your fork. So thank you for the long answers. So don't think that your answers are too long at all. We, you know that's what you're here for. So, but I'll shut up now because I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so happy. I'm so happy uh, that this show could help. That's really cool. It, it really, I can't even tell you. I'm my doctor doesn't see me as much anymore. So, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so I know Vector had a question that he was going to ask. That someone. Oh else. yeah, we had two comments in the last uh, uh, statements about coffee. It came up twice, just kind of once by you and once accidentally by Rock. But then we got another 
uh, question in the chat room about what is Sean's take on coffee? Because I think I recall you saying you, you almost would would stray away from it with your clients because it's a tough battle to fight. And I'm constantly online hearing you know, both online and with people and with experts. It's like, oh, it's a great thing. I think even recently you had a, a guest on your show um, saying that there are even like coffee enemas that people use. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Nuts, right? But it's like, but it, it seems to be a tool, but it's, it's, anyway, I wanted to hear what your thoughts were. Well, like, like you said, um, there was a time when I would tell people to get off the coffee. Like, coffee can be pretty tough on your adrenal glands. And, you know, there's some research out there that said that there's antioxidants in coffee and blah, 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 blah. You can get antioxidants from many other different sources that are much better for you. Um, but, again, it does do a number on the adrenal glands. It will crank up your cortisol levels. It can, you know, uh, increase your blood sugar, which can lead to insulin resistance and blah, 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 blah. Um, but, however... I never tell anybody to go completely off the coffee unless they've got some serious stuff going on. And the reason because is because there's such an emotional connection with coffee. And as I said, the, the best diet for somebody to stick to is one that they, they can actually stick to. And when you tell them to remove the grains and remove the dairy and, you know, go off the processed foods for at least 30 days, and then you're also telling them to go off coffee at the same time, there's a, a whole lot of resistance. So what I say is like, hey, you know, stick with your morning coffee. You know, make it smaller if you can. You know, don't get the big one. Get the medium-sized one. If you're on the medium-sized one, start doing the small one, whatever they're called if you go to Starbucks. I've, I've probably been to Starbucks like two times in my life. Like, I don't drink coffee. I've never been a coffee guy. I had it once when I was like 12 years old. and It was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted in my life. And so, you know, even if like even like, people are like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I mean, even just like mocha-flavored stuff. I can't do. If you give me like, you know, a little something that just tastes like mocha, I'm like, oh, this is nasty. I just don't like the taste. But anyway, you know, what I like to say is have your morning coffee, make it smaller. However, don't have any coffee after noontime. If you have to have coffee after noontime, there's probably some type of adrenal issue going on or there's some problem going on with your diet. Um, and what I would see when I was working with clients, I haven't worked with clients for like the last year. I just pretty much do the internet thing now. But when I was working with clients is that they would have, like, I would look at their cortisol curve. So we would do this um, saliva test that allowed me to look at their hormones, cortisol, DHEA, estrogens, uh, progesterone, testosterone, melatonin, right? And I, your cortisol is supposed to start high in the morning. And cortisol is an awakening hormone. It's supposed to get you up. It's supposed to get you going. And so if you feel like your energy is low in the morning and you need that coffee to get going, there's probably something going on with your circadian rhythm, we call it, that rhythm of, of cortisol throughout the day. So cortisol is supposed to be high in the morning to get you going, so you shouldn't eat coffee. And then it's going to go down by about 50% by noontime, and then it tapers off for the rest of the day. So what I would see with some clients is that, Number one, again, they would have low morning cortisol, so, you know, they needed the coffee. But for a lot of people, they had good morning cortisol, but in the afternoon, it would plummet and be extremely low. And that's when they felt like they needed that coffee to perk them up. But the thing is, is that they don't really have a coffee or a caffeine deficiency. They've got some type of hormonal imbalance going on that needs to be addressed. And so, you know, we would find these, we would look for stressors which are causing this cortisol rhythm imbalance, and we would find them, eradicate them, get them on the right protocol, and get their hormonal system working well again so they don't need to be drinking coffee to prop up their energy levels. Again, 
If you want to have a cup in the morning, go for it. But if you haven't have to have to have it for the rest of the day, I think that's a sign that there's something going on with the systems of your body. And you definitely don't want to have it in the afternoon because, you know, you might get insomnia because of it. You know, that caffeine gives you that lift, and if that lift does not wear off and it's time to go to bed, then you end up up all night. And so you don't want that either. So morning, but nothing else. You know what? Thank you. And we've got someone in the chat room that uh, uh, Temper has just said, that's incredibly interesting regarding no coffee afternoon, cortisol, et cetera. Definitely makes sense and answers some questions regarding hormonal imbalances versus caffeine need. Now, I wanted to ask you. Well, that's after she said blasphemy. Yeah, after she said blasphemy because <laughs> she loves coffee. But no, but she was she's kidding because she's a friend. And we know, uh, yeah, she's totally interested in what you've got to say today. And I want to know what the name of that test is that you just talked about, the, the strip that tests your all your levels, what's that called? That is the BioHealth 205 Adrenal Functional Adrenal Stress Profile. And you can go to biodia.com, that's B as in boy, I-O, D as in dad, I-A, dot com to learn more about the testing. If you're looking if you're looking for a practitioner, you can go to F as in Frank, D as in dog, N as in Nancy, manager dot com forward slash practitioners and you can go ahead and find a practitioner who will who'll be able to get that test for you and be able to interpret your results and get you on the right protocol in order to fix it. Sounds like you're a practitioner. <laughs> so I used to be. I used to work with a lot be? of clients. Yes. Sounds like a lot of us could use that that test. It does, but I was curious, Sean, what you thought. Um, a lot of our listeners, I'm pretty sure, work on a pretty tight budget. And I'm wondering if there are any alternative ideas. I mean, you, you talked about listening to your body. but some people, that's probably even a new thing. I know for Rock, uh, she's definitely become like a Batman detective listening to her body and like I can tell when she's eating something a little off she's I can see her gears start turning in her head and she's like wait a minute I know I'm not you know I know my body's not broken or anything what did I eat because something didn't agree and she starts like going through her head what what did she eat you know something a little off um but are there any other tools or anything other than maybe if FDN uh tests are a little expensive what other tools people might have available to them on a tight budget? Okay, if they're on a tight budget, there are many things that you can do. Um, first and foremost, as I talked about earlier, you can go on an elimination diet. Take out the gluten, or just take out the grains, period. You know, there's gluten-containing grains, there's non-gluten-containing grains, but people get confused by which switch, so I just say, hey, go, go off the grains entirely for 30 days. Um, go off the dairy for a good 30 days. And that's all dairy products. If you want to, like, um, include raw dairy after about the 14th day and just kind of see how you do on it, go for it. If not, then just cut it all out. Um, on top of that, pull out all of the beans. So all the legumes, take those out as well. Now, these are very, and also eggs. Take the eggs out, too. These are in soy. These are all very, uh, they can be commonly inflammatory foods. And so when you take them out of your diet, kind of give your body a chance to find out what it feels like to feel good again. That's what people find out when they go off these foods. And, and, and it's really hard, I'll be honest. In the beginning, it's really hard to take these out because you're like, oh, my God, I'm not having grains anymore, so what can I have instead? So on the 31st day, add some grains back to your diet. And what most people find out is that some of their old symptoms start to come back. 
you know, the headaches come back, the runny nose, the, the flemminess, the skin outbreaks, uh, the brain fog, depression, anxiety, all that stuff starts to come back as soon as they start to introduce the grain. So it gives them some idea of like, hey, this is, this is like uh, you're, you're your own detective. You're figuring out, you know, that these grains don't work well for you. And so it gives you that incentive to keep them out of the diet. And the same goes for all the other foods that I, that I mentioned. So start the grains on day one. If those work for you, maybe keep them. If they don't work for you, kick them out. A couple of days later, add back in the eggs. If they work for you, keep them. If they don't, then keep them out. And on and on with the different foods that I mentioned. Now, one thing that I know about me is that I'm sensitive to eggs. And you may have heard me talk about this on the radio show. I had this uh, phlegm yeah. issue going on for about two years. And, I mean, it was it was really annoying. Nothing else going on with my health is just this phlegm thing. And I'm just like, gosh, it's so annoying. Like, my mom does it all the time. She's always clearing her throat, like, every two minutes. It's kind of annoying. Like, I love my mom, but it just annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, it sounds like my mom. is just like some genetic thing going on. I didn't think I was ever going to be able to get over it. And so, like, during my radio show, I would always be clicking my, my mute button on my headset so I can you know, mute myself out so I can just, like, hawk up phlegm in between questions. <laughs> suck. Oh, man. And so, you know, last year, I didn't fly because I had this, this bad experience flying into D.C., so I was like, you know, I'm never going, I'm never going on a plane again, right? <laughs> and so um, I got over it. I still hate flying, but I'm like, yo, I got I to gotta go do stuff. So <laughs> this year I've been flying more often, and um, I, every time I'm on the road, I don't have this phlegm issue. And so I'm thinking, yo, is there something going on in my, my, my apartment? Like, is it the, the carpet? Is there mold going on? Am I not opening up the windows enough and letting the air circulate? Like, what is the deal? And so uh, eventually I, I, I thought to myself, I don't need eggs when I'm on the road because eggs that you get from, like, a, a hotel restaurant or something like that are usually just, like, really gross, like, you know, factory farm, sick animal type of eggs. I just can't do it. And so I was like, huh, let me take these eggs out. Soon as I took the eggs out, a couple of days later, phlegm issue, 1,000% gone. And wow. so this is what – this is how people feel when they pull out – you know, the gluten and the grains, when they pull out the eggs, when they pull out the soy, when they pull out the dairy products, they find that these nagging issues that they've had going on for so long that they couldn't be, they couldn't figure out what was causing them was the very foods that they were putting into their mouths every single day. And so it's very profound what you find. And I know when I have something that has a little bit of egg in it, because there's that issue again. I'm starting to, you know, hawk up gross stuff and clear my throat every few minutes. So I have to be very aware and cognizant of what I put in my body and make sure that there's no eggs in there. And so that's a really cheap thing that you can do. It didn't cost me anything to pull the eggs out of my diet. It actually saves me money because I don't have to go out and buy <laughs> eggs anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so that's uh, something that you can do. Um, let's see if I can think of a, another thing that you can do if you're on a budget. Um, read. You know, read books like my book, Dark Side of Fat Loss, um, which has a lot of free tips in there. Read a book like uh, Paul Checks, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Like a couple of really cool books that are broken down in everyday people's language that will help you to understand what's going on with your body. Um, paying attention to your digestion. So, you know, going out and getting some probiotics or some digestive enzymes or some hydrochloric acid to help you break down your food better, uh, that can go a really long way for you as well. Uh, drinking more water. Going to bed earlier. I mean, that's 1,000% free. 
You know, you don't have to stay up all night watching shows and Hulu and all this stuff. You know, <laughs> 10 o'clock rolls around, start winding down, and go to bed. You'll, you'll find a profound difference when you actually get to sleep on time because, you know, your body's repairing itself and doing all the things that you need it to do. Plus, you wake up in the morning feeling energized. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to rock. You know what I'm saying? I don't wake up in the morning after getting like four or five hours of sleep, all tired and stuff, and going, oh, my God, I didn't get enough sleep, so here's some coffee or a five-hour energy drink or whatever I need to drink in order to get my energy levels back up. So I find if that was the case, I'd just be playing catch-up all day. You know, it's better for me just to go to bed at 10 o'clock and get up. You know, I don't use an alarm because, you know, I work from home, but to wake up whenever the heck I want to wake up and just be ready to go. And so, you know, I think that's really important. Then lastly got these long answers for you. I got, I'm telling no, you a story. No, I love it. Keep going. No, no we I'm love it. We got time. I'm going <laughs> to tell you a story it. about my summer in just a second, right? Um, mm-hmm. My brain is working really well right now. So, anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of brain working really well, what was I just talking about? <laughs> anyway, I lost it. What were you talking about? <laughs> you, you were talking about cheap things that you can do, especially uh, like you were talking about going to bed, you know, early and um, – uh, Oh, gosh. It sounded yeah. like you were... I just lost my thought. Anyway, oh, I, was, no. <laughs> I was just talking about, like, my brain working so yeah. well right now. So check this out. So it's summertime, right? <laughs> and summertime is my time. Like, and it just ended the other day. Like, September for me is when summer ends. So my summer, like, I had a blast. And I'll be honest, I partied a lot. Like, I was out, like, doing all... Like, I'm the guy right here saying, go to sleep on time, but now I'm saying, hey, over the, over the summertime, I party, and I was out, like, late having fun, right, and drinking a little bit too much. Right? But it's such a profound difference because, like, I could have gone to Cabo over the weekend and, like, done, like, four days of just, like, straight partying and having fun and all that stuff. And even though I party, like, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a healthy partier. But anyway, <laughs> I could teach you how to do it. It's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, actually... I actually say, you know what, Sean, you need to stop and reel yourself in because your brain isn't working very well right now. I did an interview, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, with Cynthia Pasquale. She interviewed me, and I was so off my game. I couldn't put my words together. I was forgetting stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it was because, like, I was in Vegas that weekend, like, getting my groove on. And so, you know, this week I just kind of chilled and I just sat around the house and I read books and I just I made some YouTube videos and I treated my body really well and my brain is just functioning so much better right now, feels so much more clear minded and so, you know, that, you know, is what happens when you treat your body well. And so that's one thing about me. I'm a regular person. I like to have a good time, but I also like to take care of my body. But I listen to my body, and I encourage everybody to do so because your body will tell you when you're doing a little bit too much. You know, when you're doing a little bit too much, that's when it's time to kind of reel yourself in and say, okay, this isn't the road I want to go down. Or, hey, maybe this is the road I got to go down, but maybe I need to slow myself down a little bit. And so that's just advice for people based on my own little experience that I've had over the last few days. Speaking of, uh, uh, yeah, the whole taking, you know, I can't party. I, if I drink today, it takes me three more days yeah. to get, you know, over it. So, um, but that's what Batman and this is. Isn't, this isn't like <laughs> alcoholic drinking. This is like me hanging out with my boys, having some drinks. And I live downtown right. San Diego. So. 
you know, having oh, a time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, again, the, the moral of the story is listen to your body. You know, when exactly. it's telling you you're doing something wrong, you need to reel yourself <laughs> in. Then when, telling you to, when it says you're doing something right, you need to do more of it. So if your body says, hey, when you have eggs or when you have gluten or when you have whatever, um, you don't feel well, then it's time to identify that and go ahead and remove it and start to feel better. You know, and thank you for saying that because um, people hear this, oh, my God, you didn't have wheat or you didn't have dairy. You know what? I gave up wheat, dairy, sugar, corn, and caffeine for almost a month and a half. And people people would write to me and go, oh, God, are you eating just nothing? Man, the stuff you can put together. I I said, check this out. I started putting pictures up. Does this look like I'm suffering? No, not at all. It's great. And it was the best my body ever felt, and I started doing what you said, introducing them back in and going, oh, yeah, yeah, brain fog's back. So Mm -hmm. it absolutely helps. We've got people in the chat room saying, yeah, dairy ache. One of our uh, chat room people, Allison, saying it's how she feels after she eats dairy. Like, you know, <laughs> like you're going to release from both ends at the same time. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Um, right. <clears throat> but it can be done, and that is a cheap way because people go, oh, I can't afford to do the the um, gluten-free stuff. It's too expensive. I can't afford to do You know, there are websites out there dedicated, food websites. In fact, I'm going to ask you right now, what are some of your favorite food websites for people who use better food in their recipes? Oh, that's a good question. Um, real food recipes, uh, paleochef.com. Mary's got some really cool stuff there. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. Uh, civilizedcavemancuisine.com, I think it's called. Um, just, like, just look up George Bryant. He's got some fantastic recipes over there as well. A lot of dessert recipes there, Ooh, which I'm yeah. not a huge, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of the, the, the dessert recipes because, it, it, anyway, that's a whole other tangent I wouldn't want to go into right now. But there's a lot of <laughs> real food recipes there going on. Um, let me think if uh, there's one more. Um, PaleoCovered.com. Amy's got great stuff on there. Cynthia Pasquala, she's got a lot of uh, CynthiaPasquala.com. She's got a lot of like um, vegan stuff going on over there. If you're, you know, if you're on a plant-based diet, because you know, I, I don't get all dogmatic. Hey, if you're on a plant-based diet and you feel great, hey, more power to you. That's fantastic. And so, uh, check her out as well. You know, um, Nurse Kitchen too. That's that's, yeah. that's another good one. I like that one too. Jenny, right? Yeah. Jenny, yeah. yeah Jenny taught me how to make yeah. my own pickles. I love. She it. taught you how to make your own. Vec makes his own pickles and his own uh, uh, not coleslaw, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut, yeah. That is awesome. Kimchi yeah, too. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Pope, uh, thehealthyhomeeconomist.com. dot com. She's right. fantastic, kind of on that Western A price tip. Um, yeah, there's some great websites right there. And you guys don't freak out trying to write them down all at once. You know, every tribe we'll radio show, we list all of them for you. We'll list them on the page so you're not going, what do you say? What do you say? We got it. We got you. We got you covered. Sean, we got, you know, our our audience here is mainly, I mean, we got all walks, but I'm mainly wondering, uh, you know, for for your superhero moment, oh. <laughs> uh, what, you know, you always read about superhero origins, and I'm wondering... Like what? What was the moment that turned Sean from the PB and J top ramen eating life <laughs> into what you are now? If there was one moment, what could you you think you could define it? Oh gosh! 
honestly, you know, you're going to have to let me think about this for a couple of seconds. Yeah. So, we can come no, back to it. No problem. Because some people don't yeah, have let's, defining Yeah, let's come moments. back to that question. Yeah. Yeah, let's come back to that. Sure. Now, we've got, like I said, we've got a ton uh, more questions from, from people who sent them in. Um, Sakura, was uh, Sakura has said, I don't believe there is a cure-all diet pill out there. What is your take on weight loss supplements, even the so-called natural ones like green coffee bean extract? I don't think any of them are, are truly the way to effectively lose weight. Um, the way that you lose weight is to get healthy. Um, and I think that's just the, the bottom line. You can't you can't make shortcuts for yourself, and shortcuts are, shortcuts are definitely not going to come in the form of a pill. Uh, you have to do the work. You know, the problem with us in this society is we want the quick fix for everything, but it doesn't really exist. It can give you a quick fix, but it doesn't really give you anything long term. Uh, one thing that I talk about and the dark side of fat loss, which which is about fat loss, but it's more about getting healthy, is I give a scenario of a of a woman, I always call her Mrs. Nelson. And Miss Nelson comes in for a consultation. She says, Hey Sean, I want to lose thirty pounds and I say, Okay, I can definitely help you lose thirty pounds, but let me ask you a few other questions. How's your digestion? She says, Oh, you know, I poop every couple of days, and when I poop, it's like rocks. I'm just extremely constipated. How's your How's your sex drive? Oh, I don't have a sex drive at all. It's causing major friction in my relationship. How well do you sleep? Oh, I wake up several times at night. How's your brain? Oh, it's really foggy. I'm depressed all the time. Uh, on and on and on and on, right? And I say, hey, Mrs. Nelson, I can help you lose 30 pounds, but do you still want to have poor digestion? Do you still want to have no libido? Do you still want to wake up several times a night? Do you still want to have foggy brain and not you know, remember where you put the car keys and so on and so forth? And so a pill or even a diet and exercise program um, aren't going to be able to fix all of these issues that are going on with people. And people definitely have these issues. I've never met a single person who doesn't have at least one of these issues going on. And right. only until you can fix the root cause of why you've got weight gain going on will you ever be able to you know, lose weight long-term and effectively. So your green tea extract deal may be able to fire up your metabolism a little bit, but it's not going to fix your digestion. Let me give you a few examples on this. Um, your thyroid. Your thyroid is in, is in control of your metabolism. It's like your mm -hmm. metabolic control center. And so you've got an inactive thyroid hormone. It's called T4. Then you've got the active thyroid hormone called T3. Now, T4 needs to be converted into T3 in order to become active and to actually fire up your metabolism. Now, 60% of that conversion occurs in your liver. Now, these days we've got, you know, people, well, most of us these days have screwed up livers because of the toxins that are in our environment, the toxins that we consume, the toxins that we rub all over our bodies every day, the toxins that we spray around our house in order to clean the house, we're really just making the air dirty and our bloodstreams dirty and our liver backed up. So all these things are going to back up your liver. So what do you think that does to the conversion of T4 to T3? It's going to reduce it. What do you think that does to your metabolism? It's going to slow down your metabolism. Um, your gut. Most people out there, I think it's 60% of the uh, population in this country have, you know, one or more symptoms of digestive dysfunction. Well, yep. one of those dysfunctions can be bacterial overgrowth. It's called dysbiosis. Well, 20% of that thyroid conversion 
is it happens in the gut. And the bacterial population is responsible for that 20%. And so if you've got gas and bloating all the time due to bacterial overgrowth, your metabolism is going to be a lot slower. And so we have to think about these little, these extracurricular things, these other pieces of the puzzle that we don't really think of very often and get to the root cause of them and fix them. But fixing them does not come in the form of a diet pill. It just simply does not work. And so I'm not a fan of any type of pills that have to help you lose weight. I think I actually tried them uh, back in the day, maybe 10 years ago. I had lost like 20 pounds, and I was like, I want to get like five more pounds. And so I started using, I can't remember what the name of it was. And um, gosh, it made me jittery all the time, and the hard thing <laughs> was actually going off of them. Going off of them was incredibly hard because I felt like I was addicted to it. I remember I had to take like two days off of work because I was just, I was just like going through withdrawal from these pills. And then what a lot of people find is that when they go off these pills, they typically find that they have a rebound weight, um, weight gain. So that right. weight starts to come back, and it comes back even more than you had before. You just get into this constant cycle of losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight. You're on this yo-yo cycle. And, of course, when you want to lose weight, you don't want to lose it temporarily. You want to lose it for the rest of your life. And I think the only way to do that is to get healthy by managing your hormones properly, by, by, de- by digesting your food properly, by reducing your toxic load, by eating real food, by exercising just enough, by reducing stress, and also be, by getting into yeah. the right mindset. The lifestyle. It is like a lifestyle. The, yeah, yeah. Did we, did we lose Sean? Right. Are you there? Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? We may have lost the call. You know what? You lost me? We're going to give him a Hello? second to call back in. Did we lose Hello? Weird. Hey, we're here. Whoa, we're back. Are you guys there? We <laughs> hope you are. <laughs> that was really strange. It looks like we all got our connection there, cut off. Sean, Let's bring them back. Sean, we're all good. Sean, we apologize. It sounds <laughs> Sorry, like everything man. got cut off for a second there, but uh, that was it's really all good. Odd. Live radio. Okay. Live yeah, live radio. Welcome to life. Live, and we, we never <laughs> had that. <laughs> but, but we got but, but was... everything you were saying. Yeah. Cool. I want, I want to make one last point. I want to make yeah. one last point. And that last point is, you know, the mindset. The mindset is huge. And so, you know, I think people need to get to this point where they don't want a quick fix. You know, if you want yeah. a quick fix to something, it's not – I, I kind of get that feeling that you're not really that into it anyway. You know, if you think that a pill is going to be your solution, then losing weight isn't really that important because when you really want to lose weight and you really want to do it right, you have to be ready for the inconveniences of losing weight. You have to be ready to, to, to buy the right foods. You have to be ready for, you know, people out there to not support you and what you're doing. You have to be ready to hit the gym, you know, five days a week and do it right. You have to be ready for all of that stuff. So if you're just thinking, hey, I'm going to take this pill and I'm going to lose weight, you're looking for an easy way out. And to be honest, you probably don't want to lose that weight that badly and for the right reasons. God, that is – thank you. That is so important. People people want to get started quick. They want to do it fast. They want this 30-day thing, and suddenly your fat is gone. It doesn't work like that, people. Um, 
And, you know, I, I got another question uh, from another listener who says, what are you speaking of working out at the gym? Because you don't just do nutrition. You know, you talk about all aspects of being healthy in your show and in your um, in your blog. So I'm going to ask you their question. What are your top three recommended fat-burning exercises or just exercises that you like the best? Ooh, that is a great question. Well, number one isn't really an exercise, but it's a way of training, and that would be interval training or burst training. It's got many different names right now. I'm not a fan of doing, you know, long, steady cardio. Like when I see somebody running on the treadmill for an hour, I'm like, what in the world are you doing? You know, you could have you could have been done like you could have been done like 45 <laughs> minutes ago, right? And so, yeah. you know, what burst training is is, you know, you're on the treadmill and you're running hard for a minute. And then you take a minute off. And then you run hard for another minute. And you take another minute off. You can do this with anything. You can do it outside. You can run stairs and then walk down them and let your body cool down and run back up. If you're, um, I did an interview with JJ Version the other day, and she was saying for somebody who, you know, doesn't have a high fitness level, this can be as simple as getting out of your chair you know, for 30 seconds at a time. Get up, sit down, get up, sit down, take a minute off, then do it again. So it really depends on your fitness level. And what this does is it really cranks up your metabolism and keeps your metabolism and your fat-burning um, zone, like, high and elevated for up to 24 hours after you're done with your exercise session. So I can go in the gym and do 10, you know, bursts on the treadmill, and then I'm done took me 20 minutes, and then I'm going to go work out or do or go home and do whatever I've got to do. Whereas being on a treadmill for 60 minutes or whatever people are doing will have your metabolism cranked up during that 60-minute session. However, your metabolism comes down shortly thereafter. So as soon as you're, pretty much as soon as you're done doing that exercise, your metabolism starts coming down. So I would rather do a shorter session that allows my metabolism to stay up for 24 hours and do a longer, boring session that makes my metabolism come down almost immediately. Um, a couple of other exercises that I really like, I like compound movements. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, lately I've been getting really serious about my fitness, so I'm really into like that, that CrossFit type of stuff, you know, not with the bad programming, you know, people say you're going to get hurt doing CrossFit, but a type of workout that works right for me. And so like thrusters. You guys familiar with thrusters? You get the bar right in front of your shoulders. You go down to a squat, then you lift the bar over the head as you come up. Like doing those will tax your system. I mean, you will be sweating bullets. You don't have to do a <laughs> lot of them to get a good workout. Um, you know, I like ballistic stuff like burpees and, and jump squats. Uh, those things, oh, you know, they burpees. work those type two explosive muscle fibers that get your metabolism cranking. And you know, you're working on your strength. You're building some muscle size as well, but you're also getting that endurance effect because your heart is just pounding. You take your break. You allow your, your heart, rate, heart rate to come back down. You go ahead and you do it again. So you're like interval training but with a more muscular in emphasis to it. And so those are a couple or a few things that I really like to do. I like to do movements that combine using my legs and my upper body at the same time. And I tell you, you know, 30 minutes deep, you're like, dude, I want to go home and just like lay down for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's good stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. But, hey, if, you're, if that's not conducive to your fitness, fitness level right now, then, of course, you know, start with something easier or just start with the, the mindset of making exercise a habit, you know, going right. three days a week, going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, getting into the routine of it and getting that confidence 
and growing that habit so you can actually start to build upon that foundation. Yeah, I tell you, Sean, we had a my uh, my job I had last year. Uh, at the end of every workday, we had dinner. Dinner would be delivered to us. I'm lucky enough to have that happen. But right before dinner would arrive, the boss would get up. There's like 12 of us. It was a small place. It was like a startup. He'd get up and go, "All right, everybody, push-ups." And we do, we'd all do this push-up routine, and not just one type of push-up, but like seven different types of push-ups. So it was a routine. You started off with five each, and by the end, you had done like 15 push-ups or whatever. And by a couple months later, we were all doing like 70-plus push-ups, and we were all pumped and just the habit of doing it. It was a lifestyle for us there at the work. We don't do it anymore, but I try to increase that and encourage that at my new job, and... It's yep. fun when you do it. Everybody's like, ah, like even the people are kind of like, okay, but you know it's coming and it's part of your day. It's kind of part of your routine. And after you're mm-hmm. done, we all felt amazing, and it was just yep. so fun. So, and that brings up a really good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Most people who are, are overweight feel intimidated by gyms. Like they don't want to mm-hmm. go in. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, there's all these people there. They really, you know, fit. I just don't feel like I, you know, I fit in. And it takes you know, time out of your day. Yeah, and so you don't need a gym membership. You know, one of the things that we do on the YouTube channel is we have these Friday fun day fitness sessions. And yeah. no, like you don't need any equipment for them. You can do all this stuff like just, you know, in front of your TV or in front of your computer at home or at your office. And so learning yeah. these different body weight exercises, I mean, these trainers that I have on the show, I mean, they're they're very creative. And they were literally, seriously, like, they will literally crush me in, like, 10 minutes without even picking up a single weight. We're doing squats, yeah. we're doing lunges, we're doing, you know, weird things when you're, like, you know, twisting from side to side. We're doing, you know, animal-style beast flows, and, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and so you don't have to have a gym membership. You can do it at home right there where it's super convenient for you and you don't have any excuses. Exactly. It's true. You know, Vector showed us he would he would pull up some of those, you know, your Friday phone ones and were fun, my but well they are fun because they we have do, to they laugh look, at they each look other. So, innocent. so hard. They don't look like they're gonna do anything. Like, yeah, but I said, look, Sean's sweating already. How are we gonna so we'll try it. We'll get halfway through and go Okay, damn, yeah, that that feels good. And and like one of our chat room people says, uh, burpees are evil, but anything that allows me to maximize the results in a shorter period of time, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point. You know, it's like maximum workout in in less time is that's pretty cool. Well, like like I like what Sean was saying though, it's like work at your level. Like some people aren't ready to just bust out fifty burpees. I mean, come <laughs> on, you're gonna do that, you're gonna end up at the hospital. You get you know, make sure nine one one's off to the right because. If you're just starting off, and like you said, you've been sitting in your chair all day, I don't know, man. <laughs> Make sure, you, like you said, listen to your body and know thyself, you know? But push. Know thyself. Yeah. Know thyself. Um, I got a question uh, on along those lines. Um, from Patrick. From Patrick asks, are there any real effects, benefits to using a low dose of creatine supplement? What do you think? <laughs> yes. And no, now I don't claim to be any uh, expert on supplementation. For this one, I'm just going to speak from from experience, though. Um, Creatine, when I use it, gets me freaking strong. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Like, it's literally night and day. So I do acknowledge the the strength uh, benefit of it. Also, I find that my muscles tend to fill out more. Like, I'm just like, I'm swole. Like, I'm just... (laughs) more defined it's just it's it's a trip 
Um, so I do definitely see a benefit with creatine usage. And, you know, I can get all into how creatine actually works and all this stuff with the creatine on the, the adenosine phosphate and all that stuff. But, but and it's really cool to, to learn about that. So I encourage people to learn about how creatine works. But the only thing, and this is my personal experience that I, experience that I don't like about creatine, is it makes me sore. Like, I'm literally sore all day. Like, I've got, like, some fibromyalgia stuff going on whenever I use creatine. I love the way that it makes me look, but I don't like being sore like that all day. Mm -hmm. And typically when I use creatine, because creatine, um, it pulls more water into the cells, and so that's what kind of makes you a little bit bigger and adds volume to your muscles, so it gets you, you know, a lot stronger and also increases the... um, uh, one of the short-term energy pathways, which makes you lift more and, and be able to, you know, work out more effectively. Um, but what I would notice that maybe two weeks on creatine, there would always be one night where I have to get up and pee like ten times. It's because my body's just holding on to so much water wow. that it says, you know what, dude, I'm good. And it just starts peeing it all out. It's amazing how it works every time I'm on creatine. And so I haven't used creatine for almost two years now. And, you know, the big reason why is because, you know, I'm 35 years old going on 36. Like, it's not really that important to me right now just to be all super small like that. Um, you know, the other reason why is because I like to feel good and it just that cramping I just don't like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, especially fibromyalgia. I'm a um, certified massage therapist, and people with fibromyalgia, they're suffering in ways that you can't, people can't even comprehend. So it's, mm-hmm. it's that feeling after, to me, that sounds like a giant hangover that I'm not sure was worth <laughs> the night before. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Better be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm coming back to, to our, our food intake. And this one I'd really like to know because, Vex always talking about, you know, the pros and cons of cleanses. What do you? What is your uh, your stance on cleanses? And how often, if you think they should be done at all, how often do you think they should be done? I think cleanses are, are a really good idea. It depends on, on what you mean by cleanse. You mean just like, you know, going on a juice cleanse where you just drink nothing but juice for a while, just kind of reset the body and eliminate a lot of the crap, or do you mean like a full on detox? Well, let's address both because I I know a vet wants to get a juicer and really bad, and I'm going, oh, okay, but I keep hearing all these horror stories about how people, after two days, they feel like they're going to pass out, literally. Well, we did it once the wrong way. So. Yeah, so, and, and you know, to be honest, this isn't a, a topic that I'm really, you know, amazing at, to be honest. Like, juicing is something <laughs> that I don't really know a lot about. Um, I tried juicing, like, a juice fast, one of those deals, and to be honest, I felt horrible after about two days of it. I was like, yo, I just need some friggin' food, you know, I just, I can't be, but from what I understand, you kind of break through that over time, and so I think, I think cleanses are, are great for people, you know, if your body can handle the stress of that cleanse. You have a lot of people out there who have, like, you know, deep adrenal fatigue, and their bodies just can't handle it, and so, you know, for those people, you typically know who you are because you are just, like, incredibly just tired, your body just doesn't feel right. I think that maybe a cleanse and detox may not be a good idea for you. It's something that, you know, get your lifestyle stuff in order. You know, eat real food, get fed on time, reduce your toxic load, those things first, and do that for a good 30-day period. Get feeling better, and then start doing stuff like cleanse, cleanses and, um, and detoxes. Right. That's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. because it just sounds, but, it's, it sounds like a really, really major thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, just, just real quick. Um, I did a show with Dr. Andrea Maxim um, two or three weeks ago all about detoxing. So I highly encourage the audience to check that out. Um, again, that that is probably, as far as topics in health, the one that I am uh, the least strong at. Okay. Sure. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll keep you directing real. people to that. You yeah. keep it real. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know what, and, and if you don't mind, I'm, I'm really digging the um, – the workouts that you guys put up on those Friday videos. So um, I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. So yeah, yeah, and we'll, I love those. Videos. We'll put up a link to that too. So uh, Sean's YouTube channel is is really great. It's just it, is it just Underground Wellness at YouTube? YouTube.com/slash Underground Wellness. I put up a video yesterday about the brain, and then I got another video that's actually loaded up and ready to go. I just have to just write the description, so that'll be up in about 15 minutes. Sweet. Sweet. Um, your your mic sounds a little choppy, Sean. Is there a is there a way that you can maybe talk uh, closer to it or something? To, I don't want people missing out on what you have to say. I feel like it's gold. It is, it's, it's right better. in front of my mouth, but it's probably it's probably the Skype connection. I'm calling by my Skype. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Darn you, Skype. Yeah, I know Skype. It's it's until we can all be in the studio together. Um, and speaking, of, you know what I'd ask you. Speaking of the studio. Like I said, that that sexy back summit thing, man, that that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> did you ever have? I have to ask you this now, from from one interviewer to another. Did you ever have someone on there, or a, just a topic where you were just sitting back, going, "I I can't believe the show is taking this direction, and I'm gonna run with it." Was there just something crazy that ever happened on on your underground wellness show? Kind of. <laughs> wow. And, and let me know if my, my microphone is still a little shady. I can call it my phone. But when we did the Q&A sessions, is my mic okay? Am I good? Um, it's, a li- it's still a little, little uh, uh, shaky. Yeah. Okay. Do you okay. want to call so, in with your um, phone? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, we, we actually we can. Okay, go ahead and do but that, I, and we'll, uh, we'll have love Victor sing. Yeah. Oh, you can okay. keep talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me do this real quick. Uh, what is the number here? Is this what's the singing going on? I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we'll uh, singing. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Come on, give us like, a Transformers theme there. Everybody knows. Yeah. Don't make me let you Robots in disguise. Come on, you know there. I've heard you at karaoke, dude. I've heard you do Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, right, yeah. I should do the movie version of Transformers. Do it! Transformers! There you go. Robots in the sky. You're stuck. You have to do it until Sean calls in. Transformers! Boy, that means... I'm okay. Stop it. Oh, man, really? Okay. Temper's calling us villains. Oh, it's all kind of Oh, no, she's talking to the villains. (laughs) Oh, what are the villains saying? Villains are saying we can understand him just fine, but we've got another guy who's... uh, we got Chris is saying he sounds like he's talking into a fan. Oh. Well, that's why he's calling there back in. And there he is. Good. Hey, John. Be- Welcome, Sean, because you know what? Vector's uh, singing was, was yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't edit anything, but we might have to edit that. <laughs> that is funny. That's so weird. All these little technical difficulties we're having today, but it's all right. No, no stress. So we were talking about, um, am I clear now? We good? Oh, yeah, yeah. You Much sound better. good. Sound good. Okay. So... With Sexy Back Summit, we did these Q&A sessions uh, each night so people can call in and ask the, the presenters questions and whatnot. And so it was the last day, I believe, of Q&A. 
<laughs> we're about an hour into the show. We're about an hour into the show, and I was just about to wrap it up because I was actually pretty stressed. Speaking of technical difficulties, like I did the sexy back summit from Vegas, like from the Palazzo Hotel where the internet was a little bit shady. So I was like, yeah. like every show was so stressful because I was like, the internet is going to just drop this call and I'll have to call just like we did right now. So I was like, cool, I'm at the finish line. I'm going to wrap this show and be completely done. And then Dr. Taylor says to me, hey, Sean, Will Blog Talk Radio kick us off the air or anything if I, you know, say a few things, you know, that may be a little bit over the line? And I was like, no, man, go ahead. And so Dr. Taylor, who's my main, main man, I love Dr. Taylor, he starts talking about giving oral sex to his girlfriend for two hours. And right. it initiated this conversation. It's Dr. Kalish, Dr. Annika Becca, Dr. Jen Landa, and Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof exec, to get into this half-hour conversation about straight-up sex. And literally, I didn't say anything. I no, I got there and yeah. Go ahead. I got to tell you, Sean, I was listening to the end of that one, you know. Oh, I was listening to the whole thing, but the end of that one, I was like, Oh, oh hell yeah! Let me turn all this up. <laughs> it was just insane. It was it was all these doctors talking about you know just just sex. Wow. Anyway, go I ahead. I am so sad I missed this. <laughs> and where can I get we'll, the archives? We'll put the link up, dude. It was, it was too much. But go ahead, Sean. But really, you where did you get those archives? Oh. It was it was fantastic, and so um, yeah, and so it was a great way to close out the Q and A sessions, and um, you know, leave it to Dr. Kalish to just speak his mind, and just tell people what's <laughs> up, what's going on in my bedroom. It's like, hey, honey, do you mind if I lick you out for two hours? It was like, bro, <laughs> seriously. But you know, it, it was a double edged sword though, because although it was really good radio, it was some of the best radio that I've had in the, the five years of being on the air. It also mm-hmm. offended some people. Like, I got a couple of emails from people who said that, you know, they listened to the show with their kids and whatnot. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it was good, but then again, it wasn't good. But, but it, it, was, it was a fun time. You know, well, that, see, that's the thing. It's like... Uh, we pretty much tell people you, we, you, you we, shouldn't listen yeah. to your kids listening in the beginning. But We're like, dude, we swear. When you've we, got uh, that established <laughs> don't, audience, it's Don't have your kids here. Otherwise, know. I'd say, haters keep on hating. <laughs> Must be doing something right. <laughs> that, yeah. That was crazy. Um, okay, and and I have we have. Oh, thank you so much for we we just have uh, about fifteen minutes more. Are you but good, Sean? Or are you good, Sean? You okay? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because we know that you are like one of the busiest people out there. You got people in the chat room saying, "I need links to that show." Yeah. Oh, dude. We're <laughs> like I said. Those of you listening, we are so putting links up to everything. So. Um, <laughs> whatever we mentioned, whatever Sean mentioned on here, if we that can was link part it. of your your sexy back summit. And that's a little that was a little different from what you normally uh, your show normally does, right? Yeah, and, and the reason why we did that actually, I was going to do another real food summit earlier this year, um, but I wasn't just fully into it. I was like, it's too soon to do another real food summit. Like we're working on one right now. It's going to be out on October twentieth. But I needed another topic, and I went to JJ Virgin's Mastermind in um, January. This was like maybe the week after Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who's the author of The Hormone Cure, was on the radio show, and there was so much great feedback for that show because we had never covered 
topics like that, like women's issues and sex and hormones and whatnot. And so, you know, a week later, I'm at JJ's Mastermind, and, you know, there was this table, and it had, like, Dr. Gottfried was there and Dr. Landa, Dr. Kabeka, and Elisa Beatty, like, all of these, you know, sex doc, sex bird, OBGYNs were there. So I was like, huh, <laughs> huh, maybe I should do a summit about natural solutions for sexuated health conditions. Because there's, I mean, there are no shortage of people out there who have some type of sexual dysfunction going on, but they just don't want to talk about it. And when they go to their medical doctors, the doctors don't really know what to do. It's like, you know, here's your Viagra, here's your birth control pill, pill, here's your testosterone cream, whatever, but they're really not getting to the root cause of that. And the patient knows, you know what I'm saying? They know that they don't want to be on testosterone for the rest of their life. And so I'm going, how can we have kind of like an open forum for people to learn more about this, but also in the privacy of their own home. You know what I'm saying? So they don't have to right. buy a ticket and walk into a room and be like, you know, in amongst a group of people who have sexual dysfunction going on. And so um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's the fact that, you know, you're just letting people know, like, yo, I have sexual dysfunction, that's why I'm here. And so they can right. watch it from the comfort of their own home. And we had, I think, 67,000, like, unique um, IP addresses, like, people um, yeah. attend, and, you know, we had great feedback from it, and I think it was probably the most attended, uh, attended I should say, event that I've thrown online of the three that I've done so far, and uh, I feel like it really helped a lot of people, and, you know, it's still available for sale. Uh, we sell them every single day because people want to figure out what's wrong with them and also want to be pointed in the right direction. So, you know, there's solutions there, but there's also a lot of information, you know, so you can maybe work with a practitioner who will do some testing with you and who will get you on the right natural protocol um, so you can, you know, move on from this sexual dysfunction and, you know, and kind of live the rest of your life, getting your groove on the right way. Nice. Nice, yeah. See, guys, you, you can you can find somebody who specializes in exactly what's going wrong with you. I love my doctor. But general practitioners are general practitioners. If you need somebody who can get deeper into the root of what might be your problem, then you need to to think outside of the general practitioner. And if some doctors listen to me now, please don't hate me, but you know it. You'll admit it if you're a good doctor that you don't, you know, know everything out there. Nobody does. Um, and, and I'm gonna, uh, if you don't mind me adding to that, I, sure. I think we need to start start thinking outside of the insurance model and the insurance box. And understand that, you know, your health is valuable enough for you to invest your money in, even if it's, if uh, insurance is not accepted for it. And, Thank you know, you. I find so many people out there who have all these health conditions going on. They keep going in and out of the doctor's office trying to figure it out. But it's like, yo, that model does not fit what you've got going on. Unfortunately, the other model, I say, well, fortunately, to a certain extent, the other model can actually fix your problems get to the root cause. So, again, you can move on with your life, but you're going to have to invest your own money into it. And I know there's a lot of people out there who say, well, I can't afford it. You know, I hear this all the time, I can't afford it. If your car broke down and you couldn't get to Thank work, you, you can Thank afford you. to get your car fixed. Don't even mm -hmm. BS with me. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to prioritize our health and quit thinking, hey, if, well, you know, if insurance doesn't cover it, then I'm not doing it. No. Invest in yourself because you will get a lot out of it. Yeah, I know people who will buy two hundred dollar pairs of shoes, but won't spend two hundred to go to an expert and 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 have them look at you and have them start you down the right path. You know, and and uh, somebody in our chat room says it is cheaper to buy 
Is it cheaper to buy the right food or to pay medical bills for long-term health problems? Food is the way to go. That's true. So if you're, you know, once you've been seen by these experts too, you know, it's instead of paying more for your medical bills, get get the right nutrition going too, you know, change that lifestyle. It's yep. it's it's easy to say, it's hard to do, but damn, you know, it's you. It's an investment. You're worth it. I'm surprised at how many people, like you said earlier, they're not ready to hear it yet. They're not mm-hmm. ready to change their lives. And, you know, because I think of the body as a temple, and uh, many people still don't. They still don't have that great relationship with their own bodies yet, with themselves. So it's those are the ones you can see walking around, you know, carrying the gigantic Diet Coke, uh, you know, to-go cup. And they have that big old, big old uh, diet soda ass. Diet soda ass, Victor called it. So. <laughs> <laughs> diet soda. We have a dear friend who drinks two diet cokes a day. Oh, and you're, you're doing them too much justice. I think it's more than two. You think it's too much oh, yeah. more than two, two? Maybe two of the Seven Eleven sizes. Sean, what is wrong with diet sodas? I'm going to ask you. I'll be honest. If someone said. Should I drink a regular soda or a diet soda? I'd be like, yo, drink the regular soda. Yep. Seriously. Um, aspartame is the problem with a diet soda. I mean, aspartame is like a nasty chemical, and 80% of the uh, complaints made to the FDA about food additives are about aspartame. If you actually, like, read the story, like, seriously, somebody needs to do Maybe I'll do this one day. A movie <laughs> about the approval process of aspartame, like how it was like. So I think was aspartame the one that was founded in like a laboratory. Um, I can't, no, that was that was that was pesticides. Aspartame is somehow linked to chemical weapons. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've studied this, but yeah. you know, it took a long time to get approved. And there's like some crazy characters in there, like um, like Donald Rumsfeld that was involved with the approval of aspartame. Like it's pretty nuts. Um, but it's just a nasty chemical that you don't want to be taking into your body. I mean, it's made of like um, uh, wood alcohol, which is like a toxic, deadly poison. Um, it's got a high uh, quantity or high percentage of phenylalanine, which is an amino acid, um, which is actually involved with, I have to like study this and see what I come up with, but phenylalanine is associated with, uh, the amino acid is associated with, um, calming down pain or the relief of mental as well as physical and emotional pain. And so it makes me wonder, like, are people drinking lots of diet soda in order to deal with the emotional pain of life? Because people yeah. have a really hard time getting off of it. I mean, you know, I, I know people who have been able to remove all types of stuff from their diet, gluten, sugar, blah, 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 but they just can't get off the diet soda. So it makes you wonder, like, what is that addictive thing going on with it, um, you know, beside the caffeine? Also, um, you know, aspartame turns into formaldehyde when your body digests it. And formaldehyde, of course, is that stuff that the frog is, you know, floating in in, you know, fifth-grade science class, right? You yeah. Dissect it. You know, right. your long bodies are full with uh, formaldehyde. And so, of course, you want to stay away from that. And, you know, diet soda just isn't real food. I think that's one of the things that um, has really saved me throughout my life because, you know, I've gone through periods, you know, before I was in this health thing um, where I didn't eat well, especially college. But I know if there was one thing that I always did is I never really was a big coffee drinker and I never was a really big juice or a soda drinker. 
I always drink water. And so I figure, you know, somehow, some way, just, you know, drinking water alone saved me a lot of calories and also, you know, negative physiology and chemistry going on with inside my body that, you know, could have led to, you know, obesity as well as other health challenges. So that's one of those really simple things that you can do to get healthier. Oh, no. Cut out oh, no. Did we lose them? I hope not. Seriously. Yo, Hello? Sean, Sean. Hello? Oh, dear. We lost them again. Well, Sean, Hello? give us a call back. If you can hear us. If you can hear us, yeah. Can you hear me now? Hopefully we're back on the air. Hello. Yes, and then Sean is I going, the what the hell? Yeah, the conspirators, because to... we talked about aspartame. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Blog Talk Radio is having a bad day. It is. It's having a oh, bad yeah. day. I was saying, yeah. you you know what? You're absolutely right about the aspartame thing, because I was looking it up, and uh, it used to be a – it was used as a, a biochemical warfare agent in World War One. And, um, yeah, you're right about that. So It's always something you want in your soda. So you mentioned it, and they heard it, and they messed with us. So that's what's going on. You know that, right? It's those key words. So. The men in black are the men in black showing up at our door. You can't <laughs> exactly. talk about that. Exactly. But we we still, I believe that you were still being um, recorded as, which is great, because when we, uh, we get... Um, about we're getting close to 2,000 uh, listens per show, so the good thing is all those people will still be hearing what you had to say, even though we got logged out. So um, there you go. And like I said, I'm apologizing for this craziness with Blog Talk Radio today. Um, moving on. Yeah. By the way, on. I love Blog. I love Blog Talk Radio. I got mad love for you, BTR. It's all good. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Before they do it again. It could be Skype. You know? <laughs> it could. It could be Skype too. So, but I do. I do love Blog Talk Radio. The fact that we're able to do this at all. So, um, you know, we've got we've got uh, minutes, eh? less than ten minutes going on uh, for the rest of the show. Um, I got I got one quick question, and I, I don't know if it's actually. We can't a quick get question. to everyone's question. Yeah, we can't get to everyone's, and we're there sorry. Are a lot. But this one's important to me, so I'm going to do this. What do you think about uh, eating based on your ethnic background? What do I think about that? I think that it's, um, I'm going to assume it to be an effective way to eat. I think a lot of us are mixed up, and so, you know, we don't know exactly what is. I mean, you know, take me, for instance, you know, I'm half black and I'm half Mexican, so, you know, which way should I eat? You know what I mean? So, to be honest, I mean, it's something I really haven't looked much into it. Um, so, really, I really, honestly, I don't have a take on that. No. What's your, what else you got for me? Uh, and let's see. Okay, oh, you're right, because since we have all those questions, um, okay, I'm pulling them up right now. Let's see. Um, many people think that if they get rid of or don't have subcutaneous fat, 
yet keep eating those fried or processed foods, they are healthy because they don't look fat. How do you approach the topic of the harmful visceral fat versus subcutaneous fat to people who think this way? How do you approach that topic with um, Gosh, that's another tough question because usually people don't want to be preached to. And so it has to be something really that they to the decision on their own that they want to learn more about. And unfortunately for a lot of people, you know, that's them running to some type of, uh, you know, some type of health condition, some type of scare that gets them to start to open up their mind to other ways of eating and taking care of themselves. And so, you know, I'm one of those guys really, especially when it comes to friends and family, where I don't like to give advice, you know, um, I remember just like working on my mom for years and telling her what she should eat and just preaching. And there was, I got, I got nothing from it. You know, she wouldn't do anything because, you know, for some reason we don't listen to our friends and we don't listen to our family. And even when they do try to, you know, poke us and tell us that we should listen to the show and that we need to do this different, it makes them even more resistant to what we have to say. And so, you know, I just say, this is my own personal thing and somebody may have their own take on it. Um, I just say kind of leave it alone and just lead by example. You know, take good care of yourself, um, not only in, you know, what you eat but how you live and, you know, the way that your body looks is important but also really emphasize the way that you feel because there's a lot of people out there who look good but they feel like ass all the time. You know, right. kind of, kind of uh, you know, help them to understand that. Uh, I think it really goes a long way without all the preaching because the preaching doesn't work. And one other thing, I mean, I'll tell you the one thing that got my mom to kind of shift is I'll never forget because um, I've been telling her this stuff forever and that I was watching a DVD at home at my mom's house and it was a David Getoff, you know, old guy, you know, with a big beard, you know, talking about health and all the same stuff that I had told her before. And she comes into the room and she sits down and she watches for a couple of minutes and she gets up and she goes to the office and then she comes back with a notebook and a pen and she starts taking notes. And I'm just thinking, damn, I've been telling you this stuff for like five years. Now you're going to listen. <laughs> and so that's just the way that our friends and our family work. Sometimes you kind of have to, you know, maybe put something in front of them that is written by somebody else, and, and, and that, that might get them to uh, to shift a little bit. But it's not going to come from you. That's, you know, that's, that's true. They, uh, they, they, unless they're already somebody, listening to yep. you, you know. I know somebody I used to... Uh, Bring advice oh, to man. at the dinner table, or He's looking right at me. Yep, and it took a while. It's got to, it's got to come from you. It's just like anybody with any issues. It, I was gonna say, uh, sometimes when I first started hearing your information and and everything like stuff, especially stuff when you had Paul check on, he had so much information. And, we've got his book, by the way, and we've yeah, got great. we've got Sarah uh, Godfrey's also. Oh, yeah. So uh, we got Julia Ross's book too. Yeah, Julia Ross's uh, book too, but, and your books too. <laughs> of course. Uh, but, yeah, it would, sometimes it take a lot for you, like you're in a grocery store and you see someone picking up some diet soda and you just want to, like, rip your shirt open and show the Superman S oh, and go, no, and just, like, stop them. But I think you're just kind of asking for a fight at that point, you know? Yeah. And you're you're suddenly intruding on someone's lifestyle and and they're, I mean, I don't know, it, it's it's hard not to do it. And even in the workplace, you know, you see someone putting Splenda in their coffee and I'm like, hey, hey, whoa. You know, and you want to bring it from a place of love, but sometimes it's just, I don't know. Yeah, then if they're not ready, they're not ready. Do you find yourself sometimes holding back in that kind of thing? Oh, all the time. 
all the time yeah. I, I hold back. But, you know, it's it's their life. You know, I'm nobody's mom, nobody's dad. You know, they can make the decisions that they want to make. And, you know, I, 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 I like to show people that I'm not perfect. You know, even though I'm this, this health guy online and whatnot, you know, I still make mistakes. And, you know, a lot of those mistakes I'll make on purpose, you know, just because I, I can't do and live this lifestyle 100% of the time. And I think one thing that people like about me is that they know that. They know that I screw up. They know I'm not perfect. They know that I'm just like them. And, right. you know, when you make it seem like you're perfect, that you never do anything wrong, then it, it's really intimidating to people because they know that they can't live that way at all. And so, you know, I, I go out on dates all the time, and it's just like girls are always like, oh, my God, I'm afraid to eat around you. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, I'm not going to judge you. You know, I, I'm not here to judge anybody for what they eat and how they live their lives everybody's got a different journey and I respect their journey and it is what it is. And I've been on my journey and there's been times in my life where I didn't eat well, but you know, I, the last thing I needed at that time was somebody to preach to me about, about how I need to eat better. And so it's my journey and it's their journey. And at some point they might switch and do something better for themselves, but maybe not. But I refuse to kind of beat my head up against the wall, you know, because everybody's not changing. No, I just help the people who want to be helped, and for all the others, then maybe someday they'll want to jump on board. But if they don't, it's okay. Nice. You know, I gotta say, I when I was, uh, I, I had people who don't know. We had, a, we did Project Hope uh, in July, and it's this once a year homeless handout by uh, this real life superhero community out there. Those guys really do dress up in costumes and go out and. Oh yeah, you know. someone showed up with a Superman. And someone shirt showed up. That, that would someone would be our guest today. Sean was out there sweating with us. And delivering like what eleven hundred uh, bean burritos. and cheese burritos that this this group had made to pass out that day, and uh, thank you by the way, Sean. That was that was awesome that you came out there and and three hours of you know walking around yeah. and doing that stuff. It was hot. It was hot. Um, but I was afraid to eat something. For I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry now. But I went. But then again, I thought. <laughs> I'm not really afraid because half of what I've been eating for the past couple of years has been stuff that that Vector brought to us through your show. So I was okay. I was like, yeah, I, I can go eat this. I don't think Sean will freak out. But you wouldn't have freaked out anyway. So no, I, I can, I can hear you. You're, you're not like the food police or the nutrition, health, wellness police going, hey. You know. No. I wasn't running around going, oh, my God, this is a, a bean no. and cheese burrito wrapped in a gluten-containing <laughs> tortilla. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, it's like, oh, people got to eat. You know, let them eat. Right? Exactly. People have to eat. So. <laughs> and it's nice to hear that you party, too, because people are probably like, I wonder if he even drinks alcohol or anything. Like, yeah. So when. I, that's, well, that's one of my favorite things I was going to say about Sean is he got, uh, used to you know, support the 80-20 rule, and I was going to ask. Oh, if yeah. it's your 20 day, if it's, uh, I believe it's 80% good and then 20% bad, right? Like, what's, what's one of Sean's 20 day foods? He's really, one of your favorite cheap foods. He's really been wondering this. Sometimes when we'll go out and we'll have our, what we say is our, you know, our, our 20 day, our, our less healthy day. So well, I wonder what Sean uh, has on his less healthy day. So his, this is his chance. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I really like chocolate raspberry cake from Whole Foods, which I'm no longer eating right now because I'm going gluten-free. Um, I really like uh, Newcastle beer, but I can't do it right now because I'm going gluten-free. I <laughs> like Old Fashions, which are amazing, uh, which is a drink oh, with lots yeah. of bourbon. 
Um, yeah. Let's see. I like kettle corn, which I'm not doing right now because I'm avoiding grains. Um, let's see. And that's pretty much it. Like right now, I'm, I'm super duper clean. Probably a little bit of alcohol every now and then. Um, but, you know, when I'm not super duper clean, when I'm not gluten free, um, as I was this summer, uh, those are some of the things I like to have. Uh, you know, cake. I like pastries. Pastries are amazing. But, you know, I'm not having them right now. Even when I was having them, it was like every once in a long while. So, yeah. Well, you know, you're the one person I know, everything you mentioned sounds wonderful, but you're the one person I know besides myself who actually loves or likes uh, um, an old-fashioned. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't like it the first time, but I don't know. There's something about those things. Right? Especially um, made well. I, 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 I drink, you know, so I can get like a little buzz going on. And I find that if I just have two of those, I can get a buzz as opposed to having like five other drinks. And so it's it's a lot cheaper. I like those old fashions. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody makes it right. And to me, it also mm-hmm. feels like you're drinking a little bit of history. You're going, yeah, nobody drinks these anymore. They're kind of, you know, nice. And like they're saying, you know, they're they're called old fashioned. So, um, yeah, old-fashioned. That's a drink, by the way. But for a second, I thought you were talking about a donut. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the drink. You can you can tell Vector doesn't drink a lot, and no. that's good. That's good. No. Besides that, he's uh he's found out that he's a sulfite. Uh, is it sulfite? Sulfate, yeah. Sulfate. Sulfite. Uh, sulfite. Whatever's in the wine, I can't drink it. It's like yeah, it hurts him. And my my it body makes doesn't feel it. Makes it. For those of you who don't know what old fashioned is, it's a uh, um I I was a bartender for a while. It's a uh, it's in a rocks glass, and you muddle cherry, bitters, sugar, and orange slice, and you mix it with whiskey and some soda water, and it's the bomb. It's really good, really good <laughs> if they if they do it right. Um, we're talking about we're talking about alcohol and health today, right? We're right. talking about we're talking about well, we're, the end of the show. We're ju- you know, just we're keeping it real here. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, well, old fashioned hope- made with Knob Creek, yes. <laughs> so we before we uh, we finish out our show, we want to make sure that people get the links that you want them to know about right. up here. So we're going to provide links to everything you already mentioned do in your show. Or whatever but you if want. you want to do a shout out to whatever whatever links your own or anyone else's right now, please take time. Feel free. Uh, undergroundwellness.com and uh, facebook.com slash undergroundwellness. Really trying to build up the Facebook following right now, so there's a lot of good information. Like every few hours, I'll post something new on Facebook, some nugget of information, usually accompanied by uh, a really funny e-card. I love those some e-cards. Those are so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so check it out. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there. And like put on like maybe a good 2,000 people in this last couple of weeks, and so it's growing really fast. I'm really excited about it. Sweet. Yeah. Do you Twitter? I don't tweet. I don't really tweet anymore. If somebody tweets me, I'll tweet them back. But I don't really spend a whole lot of time on Twitter anymore. I'm just really focusing on Facebook. Yeah, me too. I used to tweet a lot, but now I'm going. Ah, it feels like it feels like too much. I ain't got all time. Yeah. I ain't got time to tweet. I ain't got time to tweet. So you know, with that, I want to thank you, Sean, so much. This is a you know, there are so many people out there who are going. Oh, I don't feel good. I feel tired. I don't have a and I went, hey, you want to listen in on this, you know, whenever you want. And it's archived. They can listen yeah. in at any I time. I hope, hope we've got a lot more fans headed your way because I've always been your biggest fan. And I really appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to chat with us about our food concerns and how to eat to be a superhero, you know, because <laughs> I think it's really important for, you know, if you're going to do 
if you're going to try and do something super in the world, you need to be the super you. So yeah, you got to work on you first. You need to listen to somebody super yeah. like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. The, My pleasure. Get the straight dope. Get the straight dope. There you go. So and and you know you guys got to listen to Underground Wellness. That's a like I said, if you got if you got problems right now with your I, that, it helped me two years ago. I wouldn't have been on the radio right now. I'd probably be in bed, seriously, just depressed because I didn't know what the hell was going on with me. So um, it's helped me out. So if you know somebody who needs it, if you're doing fine, recommend it to somebody who needs it. This stuff, you know, it's it's like a tune-up every week. It's wonderful. So um, with that, I want to thank you, Sean, and I'll tell you, have a great rest of the week. It's a short week. Isn't that great? We, you know, guys don't have a five-day work week this week. Yeah. Wonderful. And, um, well, Sean's lucky enough to make his own work week. Yeah, right, right. See, find something you love and, and make it work for you. And I want to thank the callers. And if you missed a link, check out our Tribe uh, radio page on Facebook, just facebook.com slash Tribe Radio. And uh, with that, we're going to take it out. Thank you, Sean. And everybody, have a great week. We lost it. Did we lose it? Uh-oh, did we lose we it again? We lost it. Well, if we didn't lose it. We didn't lose it. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, the problems with blog talk today. That's okay. Inconceivable! That was really odd. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.